We'll blame Andy. Okay. He gave it to me. There you go. Yay. Okay. Thank you. And I told them I would be moving, but not as much as Andy, so I uh, don't have to fear. I understand that Andy moves quite a bit. But my name is Emperor Jackson. I am a retired United Methodist pastor. My most recent appointment was at First Tupelo. My wife, Rosie, is here with me and appreciate her being with me. I retired at this past annual conference. I'd like to thank Andy for the late text he sent me last night asking me to come and fill in. But he knew that uh, I would be willing to do so since I was retired, and I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank um, his lovely wife and their family also for being here, and all of you for allowing me to come and to be with you today. And I promise we hopefully won't keep you um, very long. Uh, I'd like to um, share a um, scripture with you. If I might, is from John, the Gospel of John, the fifth chapter, verses one through nine a. And whoever that was that was hiding behind the um, oh um, the uh, puppeteer, uh, where's your cape? Oh, there it is. Good, good. With me, you all just have to be very obvious. It can't be subtle again. So I didn't see it. So I want to get it in just a moment. But anyway, let me share this scripture with you, if you don't mind. This is a reading from John, the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 9a. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, there is a pool in Hebrew called Bethsaida, which has five porticles. In these lay many invalids, the blind, lame, and paralyzed. And then this version I'm reading has these words that I think are important for us to hear. And waiting for the stirring of the water, for the angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. And whoever stepped in first after stirring of the water was made well from whatever disease that person had. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years, and when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had been there a long time, and he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. And Jesus said to him, Stand, take up your mat and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. Amen. I'd like to ask we may bow our heads for just a moment of prayer, please. Dear God, we thank you for this day and this time. We ask and pray that you would bless me, not for any selfish reason, but so that I might be used by you to help somebody today who's going through some trial, some tribulation, some sickness, someone who's struggling today, dear God. Allow me to be your vessel to help them be reminded that you are truly a healing agent. I ask and pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart might be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. Amen like to, uh, I heard that your associate pastor, Brian's uh, son, had an accident last night, and again, that's why I'm here, so we want to pray for that family and to be with them and ask that God would bless them during this time. 
But when Andy texted me last night, he told me that you all, which didn't surprise me, were doing things a little different. Andy always has something different going on. I've been knowing Andy for quite a while, and so it didn't surprise me. But he wanted me to know that you had your vacation Bible school material up today and that I would be competing with this. And so he told me to dress casually. And so when I came in, he looked at me up and down. He said, I told you to dress casually. I said, Andy, this is casual for me. <laughs> and so I'm going to remove my tie, and I'm going to try to put on this cape over here as best I can. Holly, you're just wonderful. Amen. Well, Holly has never been a superhero, I can tell. Amen. So, uh, pink is fine. It stands out a little bit more. So that's fine. <laughs> I'd stoop down like this. So he's giving me the eye, like, oh my God, what is this guy doing here? So yeah, get ready to take off. Does it tie or? I'm ready for you to run. Okay. It'll run through you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do the helicopter like Andy does. Though, so all right, thank you. I thought I was going to tie it. Some of you may be old enough to remember dressing like this. I do. I remember almost killing myself, climbing up on top of a roof, putting a towel around me like this, and trying to jump off. Luckily, my brother saw me and was able to tell my mother, and they came and got me before I tried to really fly. But today, I want to lift up your theme. You have all of these superheroes around. And today, our theme is being made well. But I brought with me something to remind me of my childhood. I see Thor here. I see Daredevil. I see Spider-Man. I see Superman. I see Wonder Woman. All of these heroes. This came from a magazine at our house because we have grandchildren. I don't know which one it was, but they kind of dismantled this book. But it's a reminder of all of these superheroes that we have. Superheroes are special. They have special gifts and graces. They can do almost anything. Superman, how many of you are old enough? You don't have to raise your hand now, but I remember coming from school, and I think, I forgot what grade I was in, coming and sitting in front of the TV. I had a friend whose mother worked in the cafeteria. She would bring chocolate milk and cinnamon rolls, a healthy diet for us. And we would sit in front of the TV and we would watch The Long Ranger every day in black and white. I don't know why we thought it was in color, but we didn't need color TV then. We would watch Superman. How many of you are old enough? Again, you don't have to raise your hand because if you raise your hands, it means you're as old as I am. But how many of you remember Superman? And he would have that special effect. And he would, he actually ended up, well, I better not tell this story, but Superman could do anything. He could stop bullets. He was faster than a speeding train. He was able to do everything. Even though I'm a pastor, I love superheroes. And so when I heard that you all had the heroes, I was excited. I kept up with all of the superheroes. Superheroes can do anything. They have special gifts. Superman can see through anything except for steel, I believe. He can fly, he can bend steel, nothing can destroy him. But all superheroes have at least one thing that makes them very vulnerable. With Superman, what is it? 
Very good. Amen. Kryptonite, which comes from his former planet Krypton, of course. So you get kryptonite next to Superman. He becomes very weak, and if he gets too much, he might even kill him. But the biggest thing about superheroes is this. And what's this young man's name here? What's your name? Gabriel. Gabriel jumped ahead of the preacher this morning. He said that he knew who that was during the puppets. He called out the person's name. The man, what's, what's her name, Kate? Huh? Kate. He said, I know that's Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and then the others picked it up and they began, yeah, that's who that is, you know. All superheroes have secret identities. They have secret identities. Clark Kent for Superman. So they try to hide their secret identities. For Spider-Man, who is Spider-Man really? Peter Parker. Peter Parker, yeah, they all have these secret identities. When you reveal their secret identity, it takes away some of their power. So Kate, you didn't do too well. They could see under there or something. I don't know what happened with that. They figured it out. But by see, revealing their secret identity, they are able to lose some of their power also. But today, I want you to wake up. Because today I want to talk about the greatest superhero of all time. I want to talk about the superhero that has no vulnerabilities. I want to talk about the superhero that's able to do not some things, but all things. And today, before you leave here today, and relax, I'm an African-American pastor, so I may get loud, so just relax a little bit, okay? But I'm excited because I've been thinking all night about coming today because I hope and pray today that a miracle happens today. And the miracle is that a superhero, the greatest superhero at all of all, will heal somebody today, bring a blessing to somebody today. All of us... Look at the story of this man who had been ill for 38 years. And in the King James Version of the Bible, it said, An angel of the Lord will come down every now and then from heaven and stir up the waters. And all of these sick people were gathered around this pool at Bethsaida. And whoever got into the pool first, whatever they were sick with, would be healed. This man had been sick for 38 years. Now, my seminary president did a little what we call eisegeting rather than exegeting. And what he did was he added something in the text that's not really there, but it makes for good preaching, so I'm going to do it this morning. But some of you are so smart, I know you're going to say, Ember, that's not in the text, but it sounds good. This man had been sick for 38 years, but my professor, my president, said that he had been by that pool for 38 years. So we're going to imagine that today. But for 38 years, he had an infirmity. For 38 years he had been sick, but Jesus comes up to him and he asks him, what does Jesus ask him? What's the question that Jesus asks him? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be made well? What does the man, how does the man respond? Anybody remember? He cannot get to the pool because everybody gets in his way. He said, sir. I'm unable to get to the pool every time 
I try to get down there and I try to be the first one in the water, somebody jumps in front of me. When I was coming, they call it breaking line. We used to be in the cafeteria and somebody would come up and elbow you and push you back. And he said, every time I try to get down there, I don't know if he was lame or what was wrong with him, but every time he tried to get in the water, somebody would push him aside. And he said, I have nobody. He was full of excuses to pick me up and carry me and put me in the water. It is easy to criticize this man. My seminary professor said if, it, if he had been this man, he would have begged, borrowed, or stolen some kind of way. He would have gotten in that water. He would have been the first ones. Now, I know none of you good church people are like that, that you would not break line. You would not do anything to be the one to get in that water. But my seminary professor said if he had to grab a hold of somebody's cape or clothes and just walk down to the pool and then roll over in front of them some kind of way, he would have been the first one in that water. It's easy to criticize this man. But how many of you have ever been sick? How many of you have ever been waiting for healing? This past year, I've been dealing with an illness for a year now. And every time I go to the doctor, first the doctor say, well, you should be okay. That's normal. Everything will be all right. Then it kept lasting, and then I have to go back every three months. And so I said, maybe it's going to get better. And go back another two and a half, three months, still the same thing, still waiting for a healing. And my wife is lovely and kind and beautiful and all that. I'm saying that so I won't get in trouble when I go home. Amen. <laughs> but my wife always tells me something to do and corrects me. How long y'all been married again? God bless you. Amen. 50 years in love. Amen. But you know you can love your spouse, but spouses can tell you things other people can't tell you. So my wife, after a while, <clears throat> tells me, you know, and she's lovely. Look how beautiful she is. Lovely, sweet voice. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, she tells me in a very nice, subtle, diplomatic way, People are tired of you talking about your illness. I said, but when I go to the doctor and he does, and I won't bore y'all with the details because she'll get on me. You shouldn't have told that part of the story. So I won't tell that part of what they do to me when I go to the doctor, but it hurts. It hurts. So every two and a half, three months, it's something that hurts me physically. And so and when I'm preparing to go, I'm dreading it. And so, but actually what has happened now it's become a part of my life now. So every, I can tell when I have to go. I can go, when I go to the doctor, I tell the doctor what's going on. I can tell what I'm going to be treated with. I know the whole routine now. But what I notice is it's become a part of who I am in my life. And for this man who had been sick for 38 years, being sick had become a part of his life. But Jesus simply asked him a question that he never answered. Sir, do you want to be made well and whole? And that man never responds. But Jesus tells him what? Stand, take up your mat, and walk. And so today, there are some of us today that are sick. The world is sick. Fires in Canada, war in Ukraine, racial divide. A Congress that can't seem to pass a bill. 
problems in the Supreme Court. In the United Methodist Church, major disaffiliation, people upset. More and more people getting all sorts of diseases. And perhaps you and your spouse are having some problems. Perhaps your children are on alcohol or drugs. Perhaps you are not having a relationship with your family that you ought to have. But I've come today to say that there is a superhero that wears a cape, not like this. And I like this pink, by the way, whatever color this is. Fuchsia, probably. Is this fuchsia? Amen. All right. Somebody nodded. Amen. I may take it home. Amen. But I can pretend to be a superhero. Those superheroes are made-up people. They're not real. They're fictitious. But Jesus is the greatest superhero of all. Jesus healed those that were sick. He brought about right relationships between people, regardless whether they're Greek or Romans, Jews or Gentiles. Jesus saw people for being people. Jesus healed those that were lame. He opened the eyes of the blind. He was able to cure all the diseases. And the greatest thing he did is a memory to me when I come this way sometimes. I come this way sometimes. Is it on? Okay. When I come this way sometimes, and I'm headed about two miles in that direction, and I go to the cemetery where my father and mother are buried. And I kneel down and I pray I place flowers on the graves. I went from Memorial Day. My father was first group of African-American Marines, Montford Point Marines, and put flags and flowers on the grave. But I'm reminded that Jesus did something that no other superhero can ever do. I used to imagine I was Thor. Oh, Lord, I love that hammer. I used to imagine I could be Superman, and now, being African-American, I can be Black Panther. Amen. But Jesus Christ reminds me that he overcame death. He did something that nobody else has ever done. And so today, whatever you're going through today, and I'm just walking around just a little bit. Everybody here has some sickness, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. And when you came up to me today and you told me you remembered me from being Grenada, I was like, okay, what was I doing in Grenada? And we kept talking and figured it out. But I spoke at Grenada First Church. They were having a youth, I think, with the graduating and they invited me, Tom Parton invited me to come up and speak. And when I saw Justin, I thought, he, I thought about that day. And I said, that sermon may not have meant anything to you all and the youth there. But I said, it meant something to me. I said, you all were so kind and welcoming and warm. Rose, you remember going there? And how lovely and kind you were. And you all being that kind to me brought healing to my spirit and soul. And so today, before we leave, I've asked Andy, and he did it, to place a bowl here and to add water to this beautiful bowl. And I want to invite 
anyone, don't feel obligated to do it, but anyone who feels like they want to come today. And what I want to do is place the sign of the cross on your forehead and ask God to bring healing to your body, your mind, and your spirit. But when you come today, I want you to do this. Don't come acting like that man who was sick for 38 years and acting like I do when I complain about going to the doctor. I want you to come with an expectant heart, soul, and mind today. I want you to come today expecting the greatest superhero of all to heal you. I want you to come today with an open heart, soul, and mind expecting a miracle today. I want you to come today knowing that Jesus Christ is able to do not some things, but all things. Hear now these words. Are any among you sick? Then they should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the power of faith, faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you might be healed. And now may the grace and peace be yours in abundance in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let us bow our heads, please. Almighty and everlasting God, come now, touch these waters, make them be healing waters. Remind us that waters were there at the beginning of time when you created the heavens and the earth. Remind us that out of chaos comes order. Remind us, O oh God, that in the midst of everything you are there. And while the band comes preparing to sing, we invite those this morning, dear God, who feel so led to come and to receive this water as a blessing upon them so that they might be like us all, healed in body, mind, and soul, and spirit. And so that when Jesus asked the question, do you want to be healed or made well? Our answer is, yes, Lord, heal me. Take away my sins, take away my infirmities, and make me whole. This we ask now in the name of the Father, Son, and through thy spirit. Amen.